In today's show, we're looking at the Los Angeles Lakers for fantasy basketball, sleepers and busts for the upcoming season, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Okay, Lakers time. Let's talk about the Lakers for the upcoming season. Let's give you an opportunity to enter the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. If you're not aware, there's some details on the screen. I'm not going to go into it actually in today's show. So you can see them all there. Question later in the show. Entry form is linked down below in the description or in the show notes. We won't talk about it anymore from there. Let's talk Lakers instead. This is a team that Yesterday, earlier today, well, it's the same day for me, but I don't know when you listen to it, the Clippers show, they we talked about quality games, and the Clippers had 40. Just to contrast that, the Lakers have 51. That is a very big difference, meaning that the Lakers play only 31 games on the high-volume days, Wednesdays and Fridays. So drafting a Lakers player means you just open up roster spots on those higher volume days, open up active roster spots. That's a big, big difference to go from one of the worst with 50 or 40 with the Clippers to 51 with the Lakers, one of the best. Unfortunately, both of the LA teams have a maximum amount of back-to-backs, 15 for the Lakers, which is not great for LeBron James, who may or may not be coming off of foot surgery. LeBron James. He hasn't told us yet. Maybe we'll find out at media day. I don't know. I think he would have. The LeBron James of feet would have been doing a ton of work there. Uh, and of course, Anthony Davis with his various bumps and bruises. They also only have uh, 13 max weeks. I don't know what right max there. That's actually minimum. What's well, low on the end in terms of weeks with maximum games. And their playoff schedule, it smells a little bit. There is a two-game week in there. So if you end on the 24th of March, which is the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl end date, they go 4-2-3. If you end on the 31st of March, it's a 2-3-4. That's pretty bad. Nine games. But if you go Yahoo default, it's 3-4-4. Or ESPN default, it's 4-4-3. So schedule differs quite a bit across the board. One thing I can say is they don't have the most games over any of those four different playoff settings. What are the pressure points? Well, you know, we're talking drone view. Look top down. What can go wrong? What's... What are the key parts here? It's, I guess it's Anthony Davis playing at center. How much does he play at center? He basically played the entire season at center last season. He had one of his best seasons. The Lakers were really good. But of course, this bloke said, I don't want to play center. Please, Mr. Ham. Please let me play next to somebody else. I know our team will be significant. I can't do that voice continually. Our team will be continually worse when we do it. But we hear this every bloody season. And while it might be the case that he plays not as much at center... 
he's going to play the majority of his minutes at center. I feel really good about that because a lot of the time, if you are not playing Davis at center, it means you're playing LeBron at the three. And that, I don't think goes very well. And you're playing inferior, well, maybe you're not playing inferior players, actually. Depends who you play at center. Because the guy they're going to play at the three at the moment is not that good. I also think that there is a over focus on Anthony Davis at center because I know that I will get pushback on this. But Jared Vanderbilt is a center. Someone will tell me he's a small forward. Someone will tell me he's not. He's a power forward, whatever. Jared Vanderbilt on this team plays at center. And you want someone to take the bruising and the battering. That is literally all he does. He goes in there. He plays really good defense. He's an amazing rebounder. He plays close to the basket. So while theoretically Davis played all of his minutes at center last season, all those minutes he played with Vanderbilt, that's another big that was out there. So we'll see what they end up doing with that. LeBron's health is the key thing, honestly. He's 39, the big fella. So yeah, how does he stay healthy? The answer is he doesn't, most likely. He's had all these soft tissue or lower body injuries, foot, ankle, uh, groin over the last few years. I expect that he did have surgery on that foot. He looked at times in the playoffs. You can see him turn it on, but he had to really conserve what he was doing. And he just didn't look right so much of the time. And some of that's just being old, right? Um, but when you hit 39, I might, you know, I'll preach on about being injury prone until you're not and all that sort of stuff. When you're 39, I'm going to come out and categorically say it. It's pretty unlikely that you stay healthy all season. That's just what happens. And then when you get hurt, it takes longer to recover. That is just pure biology. So, yeah, there's always the worry there. The other thing is, what the hell does um, small goods legend Darvin Ham do at point guard? I would expect that D'Angelo Russell comes in at the, as the starter. But is D'Angelo Russell actually the best option there? Don't know. What if we get Russell benched like in the playoffs or 28 minutes and Gabe Vincent's getting 28 as well and they cross over a little bit? That can impact quite a bit when we're talking about the... Um, Projections and the valuations of players for this team. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are comfortable, but you know what else they are? They're shorts that make you look good. You might not have the rippling thigh muscles that I have, but you can make them look that way with this fantastic stretch underlay thing that compresses, it slims, it protrudes those big quadriceps out there to make you look like you're out there squatting elephants. Bird dogs are super comfortable. They can be used in any situation. Like, yeah, that sounds stupid. Used in any situation? Yeah, like wearing them as clothes or... But what I mean is that you can wear them in different situations. Pool party. Backyard barbecue. Hanging out with the fellas, watching the big game. Who's winning the match? All of those things. Or taking your significant other out to a nice restaurant. Is that Buffalo Wild Wings or is it something better? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Bird dogs can do whatever you need them to do. And you can also get a water bottle. We all love water. We need to drink water and bird dogs will give you just a free one. Buy some shorts. They're great. You'll love them. Here's a water bottle as well. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. It's a pretty good promise. 
So who are the breakout candidates? Josh, I thought you hated Christian Wood. Hate is a very strong word. Don't know the bloke. Don't hate him. Do I think the Christian Wood? Wood. Do I think the Christian Wood is a particularly good NBA player? A hundred percent, no. Absolutely not. Everywhere he goes, he does not lead to winning basketball. He has some issues off the court, on the court, lack of defense, all that stuff. Thinks he's way better than he is. It has been a repeated pattern everywhere. That's why he was on the Bucks and the Sixers and the Pelicans and the Hornets and the Pistons and the Rockets and the Mavericks. Is it a coincidence that the only teams he's been on have been bad ones? Or is it just unlucky? I still think he's a breakout candidate. And I'll tell you why. By breakout, what I don't mean is he will have the best season of his career. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you look at projections, when we look at ranks, when we look at players who might have an opportunity to blow up through that, he's got that. Because if they decide, well, we, we, we need to see Anthony Davis at the four more, I... I might not think Christian Wood's good, but I know that he's better than Jackson Hayes. So he's going to get minutes there. And if LeBron gets hurt, or if Anthony Davis gets hurt, there's more minutes there. And one thing we know about the big fella Christian Wood, the crucifix, is that if he's on the court, he'll get rebounds, he'll take shots, he'll probably make them because he's a pretty good shooter, very good shooter for a big man. I just think there's so much that he doesn't do. Position himself, pass, defend, care, good bloke. None of those things he does well. But he's going to score. And then when someone goes out, there is value. And if someone of those two, LeBron or Davis, misses 50, 60 games, 30 games, 40 games, well, Wood might play 30 minutes in those games. And then that value really spikes from where we're thinking he is. I don't think that he forces his way into that role if everyone's healthy. The other one is Gabe Vincent, who I've got slotted to be the backup point guard. But what if he's just better than D'Angelo Russell? What if he just fits better next to LeBron, Reeves, and Davis? I could very easily make that argument. Now, obviously, they paid Russell more than Vincent, but I also don't know that Russell ends the season on this team. So Vincent's a very interesting late pick who's probably going to be relatively poor early on, but it's one of those ones where you take the gamble on it, you sit on it a few weeks, and you just see what's developing. I wouldn't say that Gabe Vincent has the best fantasy game anyway, but there's a real chance that he might become a starter and play... 32 minutes a night. There is a there is a chance of that, I think, is how I'll phrase that. Speaking of, which I didn't really, but I am a little bit, speaking of Austin Reeves, let's uh, put him under the lens. Reevesy was a relative revelation last season. I think that's fair to say. He... His season-long numbers won't wow you. 167th in Yahoo Points Leagues, 153 in ESPN, 136 in your minus one ranks. Because early in the year, he just really wasn't doing a huge amount. He was playing some pretty good minutes. And look, we sometimes we can be under this understanding or this impression that he's was in a situation where he wasn't playing. That's not true. There's a stretch of games here in November. 30 minutes, 35, 33, 33, 36, 27, 36, 29, 31, 31, 35, 32, 25, 26, 28, 41, 29, 36, 30, 34. All right, that's a lot of minutes. Then there was a stretch where he was back in the 20s and got hurt and then came back. And then Russell Westbrook was traded. And that opened a lot up for him. He worked his way into the starting lineup in the middle of March. And then what really happened for him was he took off in the playoffs. Now, he ended the season as a starter on this team in the regular season, playing 33 minutes a night, averaging 
15, 3.5, and, and 4, with 51 and 89% shooting. Now, most of that, though, was with, with without LeBron James. So there are plenty of arguments to look at what Reeves' numbers are and go, well, I don't know that he's going to be much better than this. I don't know that everything lines up for it. At the start of the season, last season, I semi-jokingly said, I think Austin Reeves is their third best player. Semi-joking. It was, it's very clear that he was, and he was all season, and he is this season. There are plenty of issues to look at, though. Up on the screen here is his assist per week graph. You'll notice the change in his role. Not getting, look, and I just went through all those minutes he played early on, but like four, six, five, six assists per week, nine, eight, six, ten, nothing. Got injured, came back, worked his way in, and then 22, 16, 20, 27, 18, 19. Is that because Westbrook was gone? Partially. Is it because LeBron was injured? Also partially. So we sort of got to put ourselves in the middle of that. And you look at the next graph, his usage over the course of the season. Per week, 9%, 10%, 8%, 16%. At the end of the year, 25, 19, 20, 20, 17, 18. All that stuff jumping way up. What about his minutes per week? This is where we show. It is higher at the end of the season, but he got some big minutes early on. So he was pretty good. And then we look at his minus one ranks. Of course, it improves as the season went on and a couple of strong top 50 weeks, but he was doing okay early on. It's just that things changed for his role. He was recognized more. He had more usage, more assists. And one of the most important things that Reeves he did was get to the line an absolute ton. Five times per game as a starter hitting 89%. I would preach a fairly sizable level of caution about some of the numbers that Reeves put up last season. I still like him as, a, as an option here. He gets no defensive stats whatsoever. Like those defensive stats are absent. Over the final 16 games, he had six blocks, sorry, six steals and two blocks. That's horrible. He got to the line 115 times in those 16 games. That's ridiculous. Right, that was seven attempts per game in the final 16 games at 86%, but no defensive stats. He averaged 5.6 assists. But that went down as the as in you know, towards the end of the season as he assists. The other thing is that he shot for the season 60, oh, 62, no, let me just quickly, 63% on two pointers. And as his role and usage increased, that went up. 67% over the final month of the season, 60 or 74 over the last two weeks. He shot 40% from three, but 54% over the final seven games, 46% from three over his final 27 games. In fact, when he came back from injury, 45% from three, 65% from two, a true shooting of 73%, 84 from the line on six attempts. That is one of the most elite efficiency players in the entire NBA. And I am not willing to say that that is Austin Reeves. So, he will be locked in and play more than the 29 minutes a night he played last season. He'll get 34, 35 minutes. His usage, it probably should go up from the 16% he had, around 19 or 20. He'll spike when Davis or LeBron are out. It'll sit back down. His assists will jump up when one of those guys are out for sure. But will he get to the line as much? That's debatable. But more importantly, are the twos going to go in at that insane level? And I will say no, they will not. I would be not shocked to see a six or seven percentage point drop in Austin Reeves' two-point percentage. And when you're hitting 45% of your threes over the final 28 games, you don't bank on that either. 
So his true shooting for the season was an unbelievable 69%. Giggity. There is just, no, I'm projecting him at 65, which is still very, very high. But what if he's 61? Still really good. And that means everything else is coming down. And when you're not supplementing it, you're a piss poor rebounder. Sorry, Austin. And you get no defensive stats. Um, I worry. I worry about where that goes. Is this time to shit on Austin Reeves? No. I think he's actually pretty good. But that is, there are absolute red flags across his statistical profile. His Darko graph, he started out his career with some really positive stuff. Had a bit of a dip towards the start of last season. And that's when I think he was being used incorrectly when Westbrook was there. And he started becoming a negative trend guy. But then as the other season went on, big, big rise, continued to really push forward. That's a pretty steep slope. He's now moved into positive player territory in Darko, which is huge as well. And again, I think he's very, very good. And I think that he is better than some people think. Some people think he's got the white guy Lakers overrated push. But he's also got a few things that I'm just just going to be really careful about in terms of over-projecting him. The good thing I would say is he's not being pushed too high in drafts. At the moment, Reeves has got like an ADP of 99 on Fantrax, 85 on Yahoo, and 115 on ESPN, which is actually ridiculous. That's great value. He should be in that 80, 75 to 95 range. Points leagues, you're probably looking... Let me just have a quick look what I think. Points leagues, you're probably looking more in the 90 to 110 range, so 20 spots less because so much of his value comes from efficiency. That helps in his ESPN rankings, but not by enough to make a big dint there. And if we look at the basketball index headshot plot about Reevesy, two things that I looked at here. The percentage of times that you get to the rim that are unassisted. So these are guys who are self-creating their own shot at the rim by driving. Part of the way that he's able to get his free throws, he does a few bullshit little moves, but he gets the rim quite a bit. And the second is, how good are you at making the shots that you create for yourself? Again, part of his success has been being able to get to the rim and to make the shots that he creates and hitting them at such a high level. I've plotted him against some interesting players, well, I think interesting players, and Edwards, Zach Levine, Jalen Brunson, and Devin Vassell. He, for as much as he gets to the, the rim, unassisted, which that doesn't, unassisted versus assisted doesn't mean free throws necessarily, but how much is he able to, to up that? He's not in the same stratosphere as Levine, Edwards or Brunson, who are all 90th percentile. Reeves is 75th, still really good. And you, I, I, when I put this in initially, I didn't expect that Reeves was going to be generating his own shots at the rim as much as he did. But he's also hyper-efficient at it. Like we're talking 99th, 98th percentile in the NBA at quality or, or the shot-making talent on self-created shots. That is better than every one of those players that I mentioned. For comparison, Devin Vassell gets the rim uh, under 70th percentile in terms of percentage of rim unassisted and he's uh, on 85th percentile for great at making the shots. Doesn't get to the rim as much as Reeves and is not as good at making his own self-created shots. But Reeves has a better self-created shot-making percentile than Brunson, Levine, and Edwards. They'll get to the rim more, but Edwards, uh, but Reeves is hitting them at such a high rate. Now, this is again, just maybe leading into a little bit more skepticism. Do we actually believe that Reeves can be upper echelon, top 10, 15 players in the NBA at making his own self-created shots? That seems a stretch, yeah? If he can do it, 
and can do it again for another season, then we're talking like a sub-all-star, all-star player. Is he able to get to the rim more often on his own self-created stuff? Because that's going to be really key to him as well. So there are plenty of ways for him to go backwards, but there are a few positive indicators there that make you go, oh, he is quite good. So maybe my early skepticism on him was not quite founded. It's a very interesting season. Defensively, he's not as bad as you might think, but he's also not Alex Caruso. But those defensive starts, I don't think they're ever going to come, unfortunately. Let's look at fantasy sleepers and busts in what's going to be the quickest segment ever. Because I don't actually think there's any sleepers on this team, and that is a very common occurrence for the Los Angeles Lakers. These guys often get pushed too high in ranking numbers, and... It's just, you, you lose that value. Now, you could make arguments that based on ADP on ESPN, that Austin Reeves is a bargain at 115. And I'd actually agree with you there. You could, you could easily make that argument. You could make the argument that LeBron going at 31 on fan tracks is a bargain. I disagree with you. I think it's about right for him. But there's no one that really stands out across the board that I can see gigantic misevaluations on. I, I don't see... Those guys, maybe Yahoo ranking Jalen Hood Shafino at 271. For those of you in 30 deep leagues, you might that's probably not one that I'd care for that much. I'll talk about busts in a second. Quickly, just a, a quick time for me to tell you, you know, what's the secret question for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl? Well, the secret question is, once he returned from injury, what percentage did Austin Reeves shoot from three? And I want you to write 45.1. Don't write 0.451. Don't write 0.451. Don't write 45 with a percentage sign. Just write 45.1. No percentage sign. Just write 45.1. Makes it the easiest, so I make sure I see all the right answers. 45.1 is what Austin Reeves shot from three after he returned from injury. Let's talk busts. I'm also not sure there's a bust on this team. There are little things that we look at and go, maybe, maybe that's a bust, but as a general rule, Everyone seems to be in an okay spot. Now, I would look at ESPN having LeBron James as an ADP of 13 and say, that's pretty silly. Like, I don't want that. And he's ranked 15th in points leagues. And because of the injury, points leagues per game, he'll smash that. No problem. But I wouldn't want to take him at 15. But an ADP of 13 is pretty silly. And you want, don't want anything to do with that. But everywhere else, he's reasonable. 25 ADP, 27 rank on Yahoo. Um, all that makes relative sense. Fan tracks 31. Anthony Davis is going around the end of the first round. He's actually ranked 21st for categories on, on ESPN. They're all totally reasonable. Nothing stands out as insane. D'Angelo Russell's maybe a little bit higher with an 86 ADP on ESPN. I could say that's maybe a bust, but I think his other numbers have been adjusted to the right area, around 100. Again, it's probably a little bit too high, but it doesn't stand out as a crazy, crazy situation. Christian Wood, an ADP of 114. It's probably 10 spots too high, but it's not terrible. I would take Christian Wood in round 11, 12, 13 of a standard draft. Anything that's on your bench there, 120. I think even in a like 25, 26 minute a night roll, he's going to be in that 120 to 150 zone. But we just think that maybe if he gets more, he pushes higher. So there's nothing that really stands out as terribly egregious on this team. Let's talk LeBron in age 39 season with that foot injury. I'm pretty sure he did have surgery on it. That's got to be the worry here. Does LeBron hit 65 games? Does he hit 55 games? 
I think he's going to do what he does. Like there's LeBron is just not really going to take his foot off the gas that much. Anthony Davis is this team's best player now. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but LeBron's still going to do what he does. He's still going to be strong at what he does. His free throw percentage was actually pretty good last season. Whether that continues, I don't know. The other thing to watch is he went down to 50% from the field. That's a little bit of a concern because part of LeBron's fantasy strength had always been 50, 52, 55, 57 field goal percent, and it dropped. And as we get older, not me because I never played in the NBA, but as NBA players get older, and your field goal percentage drops, LeBron's just doing it seven years later than everybody else. So that's going to be a little bit of a concern. I think Davis is totally fine as an end first round player. There's obviously a lot of risk associated with that. I don't know why I just mentioned Anthony Davis. I guess I was just looking at LeBron's ADP. Trade option. I think they are going to trade D'Angelo Russell. They've got Gabe Vincent who can handle Reeves and LeBron. Um, Hood Shafino eventually will get a role, not this season. I think they want to get more shooting back. Is that Buddy Heald? I don't know. But shooting around LeBron, shooting around Anthony Davis is a proven thing. And... I think getting a defensive center would actually make sense rather than a defensive turnstile like Christian Wood or someone who plays a defensive center on TV like Jackson Hayes. Someone better defensively. They might actually have him on the roster. His name's Colin Castleton, but we'll talk about that later. There's no one technically in a contract year. Wood does have a player option for next season, so I guess you could say he's in a contract year, but everyone else is under contract. What are the risks in the rotation? It is playing the two bigs. I don't think the Jackson Hayes situation is going to warrant much, but how much do Wood and Davis play together? Because then what does that mean for the trickle-down? How does LeBron function as a three? What does that mean for Hachimura's minutes? It means they go down. What does it mean for Vanderbilt's minutes? They go down as well. Or Torian Prince's minutes, they all go down. It impacts a lot of different things. Um, the Vincent and Russell split. I think D'Angelo Russell's fine to pick around 100. Totally good to get a presumed starting point guard there. And Vincent's okay if you want to take a crack later. Probably more towards 14s. And then there is the other starter. It does appear that it is going to be Rui Hachimura. I just think Rui is a very overrated player. He's a guy, again, he, he's one of those players. And I don't know how he gets this reputation. I, I wish I knew how he was able to do it. But he gets this reputation of a player who, anytime he does something good, the highlight reel, highlight reel bias gets cranked up to 20 and then people will ignore that he shot 29% from three and was out of the rotation at the end of the regular season after he was traded. He, he sucked. Came in, had a couple of really strong games against the Nuggets, but it also wasn't good all through the playoffs either. But that's what everyone just hangs on to, man. He's so good. A guy tweeted out that, man, great deal on the Jared Vanderbilt extension. Um, he's better than Rui. People lost their minds. I, Rui is a guy that looks like he should be good, but isn't. Sometimes shoots three wells, threes well, low volume. Relies on the mid-range, needs the ball, can't pass, not a good defender, can't protect the rim, can't generate steals. I just don't think he's very good. I would not bother with picking Rui Hachimura in any 12-team format. Let me rephrase. No, I don't need to rephrase. I wouldn't even take him. Maybe I'd take him a last round of a points league. I wouldn't, no way in a 12-team category league would I draft Rui Hachimura. And the addition of Christian Wood hurts him quite a bit. Because it means if they are going to play Wood and Davis, then Rui's on the bench. I wouldn't draft Vanderbilt either. Just all too much of a mess between all of those guys in terms of playing time. Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. You need fresh groceries for the week, but you don't have the time to go to the store. Maybe you're sitting at home recording three podcasts in a day. Well, you can get grocery delivery from DoorDash. Everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. 
You get DoorDash to deliver food from restaurants. We've been doing that for ages. But now you can get it at grocery stores as well. You can see on the app and they have in-app replacements when something's not available. You pick it, you choose it. Someone goes in and grabs it just the way that you would yourself. You get exactly what you ordered. And if you don't, they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. Thousands of different grocery stores to choose from. You get the best in your neighborhood and you boost your local economy by shopping local with DoorDash Groceries. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time, offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, the code is LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Who are some permanent monsters on this team? Well, Christian Wood is. No denying it. I don't think he's good. I've told you this a million times. If he plays 33 a night, he will put up numbers. He will rebound. He will shoot threes. He will actually maybe block some shots. He had a little moment with that with Dallas. He can be terrible at free throws, but he'll score a lot. It's really good. And the other bloke who you've never heard of and probably won't play at all is Demoy Hodge. Just a bloke who gets buckets of steals and shoots a lot of threes. That can be useful in fantasy. Now, he's never going to get the opportunity to show it unless things go horribly awry. Just a name to keep a quick little eye on an undrafted player from Missouri on a two-way deal. Their depth chart. I think they're going to start the two guards, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, with Gabe Vincent off the bench, and then you've got Demoy Hodge and Jalen hood Shafino as their backup guards. So if one of those guys goes down, Russell or Vincent, they are in a little bit of depth chart strife because I'm pretty sure hood Shafino is nowhere near ready to play. In terms of the wings, I wouldn't class any of the guys they're going to start as a wing. I haven't spoken about Max Christie yet. I'll do it now. I think I think he's very interesting. He started a couple of games last season, but really started to come on in the G League at the end of the season. I thought he looked awesome in Summer League. He was much better than the first-year guys like Hood Shafino, um, Maxwell Lewis, who I don't even... I didn't even put Maxwell Lewis on this list. He should be in that wings as well. Uh, he won't really play that much. Christie is a guy that I think will be in the rotation every night. The problem is going to be is that there's Russell, there's Reeves, and there's Vincent, and he might play like 15, 16 minutes a night. Just watch Christie though. Really high block rate last season. Pretty good defender. I think he can be a good shooter. I reckon we're probably a year away from it, but I'm very interested in what he can do. Cam Reddish, uh, or as he's sometimes referred to, wing James Wiseman. He's just bad. Oh, he just needs a chance, Josh. I know. It's only his fourth team after being picked high in the lottery and also struggling in college. I just don't think he's very good. I don't think you want to play him. He'll have a couple of games where he looks solid. He does have an okay fantasy game because he can hit some threes at times and he can get some steals. But in terms of just basketball player, you just don't want him on the court. He, at, he could prove me wrong. We're four, four years in, fourth team. He's done nothing ever to make me think that he's good. And speaking of not good, Alex Fudge, who I do not think is good either. They've got him on a two-way. Forwards, we've got... They're going to start Hachimura and LeBron would be my guess. I just talked about LeBron and talked about Rui. Torian Prince is the backup. I just don't think he gets enough minutes to matter. And also, on this team, even if Prince slotted in and started, which, honestly, he'd be a better starter than Hachimura, he just wouldn't do enough. He needs a lot more usage to be be good. He's not a good rebounder. He's not a big steals guy or blocks guy. He never gets assists. He can shoot. He's improved that over the last couple of seasons, but it's not super reliable. He's good in his role. He's probably better in his role than what Troy Brown was last season. 
but I don't think that matters that much. And the bigs, I think they're just going to start with Davis, but then, of course, there is Christian Wood, Jared Vanderbilt, Jackson Hayes, and Colin Castleton, who I like in Dynasty drafts as a very, very late pick. Vanderbilt, not probably going to play enough to matter, and he's so low upside with his usage, and we just talked about Wood and Davis a lot. I don't think Jackson Hayes is any good either. Um, and he is very, as you can see on that, very much down the uh, very much down the rotation. What does Durant and Bazemore think of it? My metrics there. Durant was actually pretty down on Gabe Vincent, which was interesting. Um, but I did like Jackson Hayes, which I didn't expect. Doesn't mean that they're either of them are draftable in twelve or fourteen team leagues. And Vincent, you know, pushed him down. What? But that was the more notable changes in Bazemore. It doesn't have Durant, Davis in the top thirty. Age. Um, durability issues as part of it as well. That's part of the thing that he's incorporated somewhat in Bazemore too. LeBron was outside the top 120. Now, remember, Bazemore is going to be a portable, adjustable formula that you can use for your dynasty leagues. And part of the way you can do it is like, do I want to skew towards now or in the future? And LeBron at age 39, if you're in a dynasty league, you have to be going for it right now. So he's not even a top 120 player. Austin Reeves, Inside the top 70, I think that after a full season of starting this season, that might push him to a top 40 dynasty asset. But he is a little bit older than uh, some of the other young players in the NBA. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. You know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.